Welcome to another episode at the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, where being intuitive is understood and being sensitive is a good thing. I'm your host, Kate St. Clair. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. It has been months since I've been able to be back here with you, and I have to say, I missed it. I missed it a lot, and all the things that I was um, planning on doing while taking a step away uh, was just filled in with other things. So (laughs) I've learned that during this time, I'm just going to have to jump in and do the things that are important to me, things that I've got to do, and uh, not think that um, I can create this space to get other things done. (laughs) Maybe that's a really bad message for today, but I just find when I try to find space right now through, as we all go through COVID continuously here, that when I make some space, other things do just come in. So, uh, I think for myself, I'm, I'm just learning that, um, there's certain things that are just a part of my life right now. And, um, I can't fill those in with, um, things aren't that aren't in alignment with what I am here to do right here right now so podcasting and talking with you and continuing this dialogue is really important important to me and um, along with today's podcast there's just so many things that have gone over the last couple months since we've last visited and uh I thought I'd do a a longer podcast today um, because there is so much to talk about. But what I might do is if, um, you know, I'll do the first part. And if we are around a half hour, we'll go ahead and button it up. But if we're before that, I'll just do a second show, um, you know, a second part to this podcast, two different subjects. Um, So we'll just see how that goes. Okay. Uh, Towards the end. um, Well, what I'll do is I'm going to tell some stories. And again, there's two separate subjects that we'll talk about today of time permits. Otherwise I'll break it down into one topic and I'll do two podcasts out of it. Um, so I want to tell you some stories. I want to tell you some things that have gone over the last couple months, um, that have to do with intuition that have to do with my clients and my students and what I've personally, um, been through in terms of intuition. And I hope as I tell these stories, you, um, either see yourself within the stories and it helps you understand yourself better. Um, and then at the end, I want to give you some tips and, or some reminders, um, so that you feel like you have more control around your intuition and, or some tips to, um, just better interact with your spiritual side. You know, the things that come up for you every day, um, through your intuition, through your family, through your work, um, you know, through all of the ways that we are human, our spiritual side is interacting with that. So, um, let's just get to it. So let's start with, um, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to be thoughtful as I language, um, how to context this, but really it's the, not the burden of being a medium, but how being a medium can interact with your personal day-to-day lives. Um, and also, again, I just, I want to say that I believe everyone is created as a medium. I believe we're born psychic, we're born medium, because there are not just a few of us that are blessed enough to get to talk to our dead loved ones on the other side. (laughs) So, you know, and I, when I, I, I'm going to use the word death in this podcast, because we're going to talk about that. Um, and I always like to say, you know, yes, it's a passing away. Yes. And it's a, it's a crossing over. Yes. They're on the other side. 
Um, but it's also a rebirth, right? I mean, we're going home. So I want to use that word in the most natural, beautiful sense possible. It's not doom and gloom. It's a part of life. And when you're a medium, you are, you are either in the sun or in the shadow of death in every moment, whether you're consciously aware of it or not. And the goal here is not to be continuously consciously aware of death. I mean, it's a hard it's hard to live when you're constantly focused on death. So that's not the goal here. The goal is just when the spirit world, um, either we have the, the experience of a prediction of a loved one's crossing over or our emotional, um, our emotions are letting us know that there's something going on here. And maybe because we're just human, we can't necessarily put our finger on it. So, um, okay. I'm again, I'm going to tell a few stories and then we'll end with a few tips and refinement on how all of us can, um, just understand this part of life and maybe how to refine it and how to have some really mature, um, spiritual foundation around, you know, life and death, let's just say. So about a month ago, it was a Saturday and I woke up and I felt really sad and I felt like, you know, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I, if I feel really upset, you know, I try really hard to just kind of slow down and journal or, um, try to put my finger on, okay, what's bothering me, you know? Um, and so I kind of, you know, I try to rationalize it. Like maybe I'm sad about something that's going on in my extended family, or maybe I'm not processing something the way I need to, or as quickly as I think I should. Or so I, I try to sort of dissect it that way. And, and no matter sort of how I try to understand why I felt so sad, um, I just couldn't figure it out logically. Right. And that, that happens. So that's, you know, okay. So I went for a, I went for a run and, you know, between the endorphins and the music, I can usually come back from a run and feel a lot better. This time about halfway in the run, I had to stop running and I just, my eyes started to well up because I just really felt like something bad was going to happen. And this is rarer for me now because I'm, uh, you know, hundred percent engrossed in being a medium. And so I'm, I'm not typically blindsided. And so the fact that, you know, that used to happen to me a lot when I didn't understand what I was, I didn't understand what I would think or feel I could get blindsided quite a lot. So this was a familiar feeling that I hadn't had in, in quite a long time. So when I got back to my house, um, I assumed my husband was in the basement. I thought my kids were upstairs and, um, uh, I was sitting on the couch and I was very aware I just needed to have a good cry and uh, I'm not a big crier. So I was very much wanting to get myself some space to, to go ahead and do that. Um, so I went up to my bedroom and my whole family was in my bedroom. <laughs> my husband was in my bathroom cutting my son's hair. My daughter was at my vanity doing her makeup and I just belly flopped on the bed and just started to cry. And of course, my, my little family was like, oh my gosh, you know, what's wrong? Why are you crying? And I just didn't know what to say. I just said, I'm sorry. I just feel like something bad is going to happen. And I said, I'm sure I'm going to be fine. I'm sure we're fine. But I just feel so sad and I don't know why. So I had a good cry. You know, they gave me the space, even though they were right on top of me. <laughs> and... uh 
you know, I did feel better after the good cry. I felt like I had some acceptance around whatever I was trying to process emotionally. And, um, well, quite frankly, you know, Sunday, I still felt like something was going to happen. And by Tuesday, uh, I think it was late morning, my aunt texted me and said that my cousin, her son had passed away. So he passed away, you know, Monday night or so. And, um, for me as a medium, I, that made so much sense, right? Cause I <laughs> felt like something bad was going to happen. And in no way did I think my 42 year old cousin was going to pass away of a heart attack. So my brain, you know, and, and I, I didn't necessarily scan for that. I just, um, you know, tried, I just sort of assumed like we do that it was me and I had something I needed to deal with. So that made a lot of sense when uh, she told me that he'd passed away and I waited till maybe days later. We, uh, you know, had our psychic medium heart to heart. And what I mean by that is she knows the work that I do and she often calls for advice or, to understand certain things. And as we were talking it through, I, I said, you know, I said, I just wanted to let you know, Saturday, I was just knowing something bad was going to happen. And um, I just want to let you know that the spirit world was preparing for his crossing even then. Right? So the gift of being a medium for all of us is that it is more acknowledgement that the crossing over is always prepared for days, if not weeks, if not months, if not years, um, you are being prepared and they are being prepared. And it's often the medium that picks up that energy. And one of the things I'd like to honor in her is that she admitted that the day before, um, so the Monday, which he would have passed away that night, or, you know, we don't know exactly she was sick to her stomach all day. So from my point of view, that was her intuition, letting her know, you know, something is on the horizon here. And as a mother losing a child, being sick to your stomach seems to make perfect sense, right? Um, so again, I just want to reiterate that um, technically my tears and my feelings of sadness is actually a really good sign, um, meaning that this was all prepared for. And had I maybe sat down and asked more questions, <laughs> you know, asked my actual guide an actual question, because I am admittingly didn't ask a lot of questions around it more than thinking this was this was my own feelings. Um, but but had I got, maybe got more information around it, I could have maybe got the name. And again, what do you do with that? Do you call and tell his mom? You know, probably, of course not. Um, these things happen organically for everyone. It's just that the medium um, picks up the early signs earlier. And later we'll talk about even in a more specific way, but I'm really close to my aunt. And so me being a little bit blindsided in terms of knowing he was specifically going to cross over uh, makes sense because the more personal it is, the more... Um, you're intertwined with the information. And so sometimes that's harder for you to actually get clear on that. Um, 
The other story I would like to share with you is a client student of mine, long-term um, student of mine. I think it was last week, a friend of hers passed away, um, what we would consider tragically. Um, she was driving with her partner and a tree fell on them and crushed her. And he, I believe at this point still, um, he survived and she has, uh, you know, two living adult children and their father is, um, on the other side due to a long, um, drawn out illness years, if not decades ago. But as I was in session with her and we were in mentorship session, um, I asked her if she thought of her before this happened and she gasped and had a memory and she said she was going to talk to me about it anyway, but she had a memory that I think it was a week before her friend's crossing she not only thought of her and she probably hasn't seen her in, you know, 15 to 17 years, you know, I think she's on the East coast and my friend is over here in the West. Um, she thought about her and it was a different kind of thought about her. I think you, you'll probably know what we're talking about here where, you know, we, it's natural to think of our loved ones. It's natural to think of old friends. It's natural to think, Oh my God, I should call them. And you know, you just get busy with life and, time goes by and you don't talk to them. But she knew that this, their sort of feeling came around that was different than any other time she thought of her before. And what we do is we still context it under, I'm just thinking about you, <laughs> right? So again, a week before this medium student of mine, you know, she's a dear friend of mine at this point, she got this message that she should call her friend and to me, again, that's just the spirit world. It's your friend's spirit letting you know there's something on the horizon here that's very significant. And this, um, she seems to be, you know, my student who is a medium, seen, uh, this woman that crossed over, her children, her adult children, uh, have been reaching out to her in a way that was unexpected to her. And, uh, you know, that too is a very medium thing where people tend to come to us, not necessarily logically knowing that we're mediums or that we can help them or that we can talk to the loved ones on the other side. Um, you know, my whole life, um, people have sort of looked to me to have some answers for them. Even when I was completely oblivious, just kind of in major denial, trying to shut my, medium side down, not understanding what the hell that was in the first place. So, um, you know, my friend, my student has been, you know, we've been really, she's been in this mentorship. Um, the way I've been doing it the last few years is I get into your skill. I work with your skill with you. And so she really has this control and knowledge around her mediumship. And so of course her children would reach out to her to help, even though they have no idea that she is a talented psychic medium. <laughs> so wanting to acknowledge that people can tend to come at us with some sort of expectation, even though it's not logical, they don't know you're a psychic medium and what, e what even that maybe means. But the important thing is that you know that you are and 
you know, I think the role and the real big question is, are you, are you brave enough? Are you prepared enough to be of service? Um, use your gift. Um, even if you're nervous about it, or if you don't feel good enough, um, can you show up for that moment? And in other podcasts, I've talked about how even on my grandfather's deathbed, I was not brave enough. He reached out to me twice. He tried to ask, you know, what is this that you do? And I'm like, how's the weather? So in no way was I brave enough in that moment. And I regret that, but I just wasn't prepared to uh, answer these life and death questions for people on their deathbed as I am today, if you will. Okay, so two more stories, and then we're, we're going to get into uh, four reminders. Um, and they could be reminders in terms of maybe even signposts for you if you're not quite sure that you're a medium. Because um, there's a spectrum, right? I mean, there are the clairvoyants that just see the dead. They can't not. <laughs> uh, thankfully, I was able to shut my clairvoyance down uh, around age eight. I didn't necessarily see them the way I did when I, when I was really tiny. Um, you know, and some people hear them, some people feel them, some people just know that, that, that spirits are around. Um, and all of us, I don't care who you are, have experiences of loved ones passing away and you are part of the picture. You're part of the equation. And, you know, whether it's signs before or signs after you're experiencing some aspect of your loved one's transition. And so I just want to invite you to be part of these stories and to be part of this conversation. And if you haven't had the experience, uh, and maybe you have, and you just don't remember. And so I just want to invite you to, to go back and think about it. Um, you know, did you get a warning? Did you get a message before? Did you get a message after? Did you hear it? Did you see it? Did you know it? Um, you know, again, we're using our Claire's to interact with the spirit world. Okay. So. The third story I want to tell is a prediction and you know, maybe you've had this experience yourself where I told the story before, but how it's relevant here is my good friend, um, James. So we were, um, high school sweethearts and, uh, he was a year older than me. And yeah, I think when he started college, we broke up and, uh, we, you know, we just stayed good, dear friends forever. And, um, I got married, moved to the East Coast, and I lost track of him when we moved back to the West. Um, you know, I think it was the early days of Facebook or something. He Facebooked me, and uh, I could just see, I could I could sense that there, he'd been through a lot of trauma. And so um, I think we typed on Facebook together, and he revealed that um, he and his wife were divorced because they were both nurses and hit their baby died. And I think the guilt and the shame and the blame was just too much for them. And during that Facebook connection, I do remember him talking about his gun. And I just knew that this was something I really wanted to keep my finger on. And um, I think it was about a year later, out of nowhere, my guides said, call James now. He is going to take his life. They were that blunt, that direct, that clear. And so I realized I had to show up to him as a medium. I had to be brave and offer my gift as a medium to perhaps connect to his child, to perhaps connect, perhaps connect to his 
guides. I mean, whatever it took to bring in some light and some information that would help keep him here, I knew that's what I had to do. And yeah, sure enough, I called him and he, you know, the pain that he had been through, um, the way he had been talked to through the death of his baby, uh, you know, this is a man that's just, you know, six foot plus and yet, you know, has the sweetest, most tender heart, um, you know, and to be fair, his childhood was difficult too. So there's only so much a person can take, if you know what I mean. And so, you know, that odd conversation where he just knew me as a 16 year old kid, (laughs) excuse me. And, and now I have to articulate, I'm actually a medium and here's what I can do to help. (laughs) You know, sometimes people have a belief system that's uh, a lot to overcome. And I understand that. And so I just kind of listened to my guides and I tried to say everything I could say, um, knowing this was urgent and knowing that the spirit world wanted me to, you know, contact him. And so I tried to be very vulnerable and open and do the best I could to, to make things easy for him and, or offer help for him. Um, you know, I think I said, if you need to come to Colorado and stay with my family, I, I can, you know, hold your hand while you go to another medium or, you know, we can bring in some, some information around why you had to go through this and any messages from your, your child. Um, and so I didn't find out for a week after, but you know, a week later he had taken his life. Um, what I want to say about that is that I feel so blessed that the guides gave me a chance to help because as a medium, if I hadn't had the chance to at least try to this day, I would still be beating my beating myself up to this day. I probably couldn't get over it, but because they gave me the gift of having a chance to try to help, I can live with myself. I can live with his decision. Um, so again, the blessings in, in, you know, understanding, having some control, using your mediumship in real time. These are the blessings. You have a chance to step in, step up and try to help. And you don't feel like Jesus, if you had the chance, everything could have been different, you know? So the last story is, you know, finally, (laughs) excuse me you know, just natural old age. Um, and I was living at, in Seattle at the time of, I, I just knew my grandma, my precious grandma. I knew she was about to cross over. And so I just consciously wanted to be around her before I couldn't anymore. And so I moved back to my hometown in July and with this sort of just knowing, and again, this is pre my awakening. I mean, this is pre me really knowing I was a psychic medium. This is pre all of that. So I just had a feeling is what we call it. Right. And, and, you know, on weekends I went out to make sure I spent some time with her. I would call her more. I just really made more of an effort than I already had been. And, you know, evidence that the time was being prepared is that her behavior changed where she's a depression kid. So she was not very, you know, she, she didn't love to give you stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> she did not love to give her stuff away cause she, it was very precious to her and, um, she valued everything she had. 
And this particular weekend, um, I mean, if you were in her photo albums and you said, I love this photo, she'd be like, take it, just take it, take them all, you know, enjoy them, be happy. That's new behavior. And so that was con more confirmation that I knew something um, was on the horizon for her. And yeah, by September, she had her stroke and gave us five days to celebrate holding her hand and singing with her. And then she crossed over. And so, uh, again, the gift of mediumship is you have a chance to be guided, to be more conscious around how you interact with the people that you love before you can't anymore in that way. I still talk to my grandmother, but I don't get to look into her physical eyes. You know, I don't get to hear her physical laugh. I see her eyes and I hear her laugh, but it's not in this dimension. And so, you know, it's just not the same, right? It's just not the same. So I have no doubt that you have many of the, you know, many of these types of stories yourself. And I just really wanted to um, put it on the table and remind all of us that, you know, that exit point, that moment of crossing over is always being prepared for. Even in the case of my friend who took his own life, the spirit world was doing everything it could to support and help him so that perhaps he didn't do that. And perhaps he would have anyway. I mean, obviously, right? But it's also a gift to the those of us that are alive and could feel like we could have tried something. And the gift of being able to have done the best we could is a gift I get to live with for the rest of my life. And um, so we're both talking about in some ways to be blunt, the burden of being psychic medium, the burden of picking up sad feelings, predicting people's exit points, their death, if you will. But the real, true, beautiful, priceless gift of opportunity that is within being a medium. And I'm inviting you to be part of, um, under the umbrella of mediumship, because you too are always a part of, if not at a minimum, your loved one's life and death experiences as well. And I have no doubt you probably pick up the bigger picture also. And so as I, you know, we're 26 minutes in, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give these four reminders on mediumship and I'll do another podcast, um, for the second part that I wanted to talk to you about today. So, um, as we wrap up, I just want to remind you, number one, the most important thing that we can do is know who and what we are. And you're an eternal being and you're a multidimensional. You're not just a physical being with some hair and some skin and some laughter and maybe a mind to think with. You are a spirit and you have an emotional body and a mental body. And that spirit body is always connected to the spiritual aspect of everything. So that part of you is the vastest, most you know, multi-textural part of you and you are affected by your spiritual aspect all the time. And so knowing this about you, knowing how your clairs work, knowing if you're getting guidance or not, um, is life transforming here. Okay. 
So number two, I just want to gently remind you that just because you predicted somebody's death does not make you responsible for it. And it does not make it your fault. Okay. You picked it up because the spirit world let you know. And isn't that a good thing that the spirit world was preparing for that. And that medium part of you picked up the information or you were explicitly and directly told that. Not all the ways I know something's going to pass away or I know something's going on is because it's my business. Sometimes it's just in the ethers, if you will. It's kind of like, oh, there's a house under construction. Uh, You know, I predict there'll be a house there. And that's what intuition can be too. It's not personal sometimes. Sometimes you're just, oh, that's under construction. That's going to be this. And it's, it's pretty obvious what the, this is. It's an exit point. It's an illness. It's, you know, all these things that people go through and because there's a house being built across the street, doesn't make it yours. (laughs) You know, you don't have to pay for it because you saw the building going up and I'm being silly here, but, um, intuition can be that impersonal. Okay. And you picked it up because you're wired that way. You, you know, you see the house under construction cause you have eyes, you have eyesight. So your intuition is just as natural and that doesn't make it more personal. So that's a really important thing to think about, especially on the topic of life and death. Okay. Number three, if you weren't able to get back to a loved one or call them back because they called you the night before they passed away, I want to remind you that it is the way it was supposed to be. Because if you needed to have that conversation, you would have. If you didn't, it wasn't, it's because it didn't need to happen. Your, your communication with them is timeless. You can still talk to them today. They can still hear you today. So the relationship is continuous. The conversation is endless. You can keep talking. Um, and if you missed the call, it was supposed to be that way. I think that's an important reminder because people can carry so much guilt over not getting the call back or moving mountains to have gotten back. Let's just say my friend and and client, had she called her friend, um, maybe today she would have felt better. I don't know, but she's a medium. So she could, you know, she's talking to her friend today, even on the other side. Um, and mm, I would just say that knowing the spirit world, if she needed to, had to call her friend, she would have, her guides would have really made her. (laughs) So we have these guides that help us sort of know that little, um, that little refinement, like this is happening, you know, your friend called you or you're thinking of your friend because it's a gift. They're letting you know, and, or, oh, you have a job here. You must call them. You must, you know, you have something to do in the role, um, for your loved one. Okay. And number four, I kind of just said that, but you know, the spirit world was preparing for it. So even what we humans and with our logical brains think is an accident, even that can often be the exact way it was supposed to happen. I I have to recontext that it is the exact way it had to have happened. Even if our, even if we don't like it, even if we'd prefer it to have been another way which is completely understandable. And we have the right to feel that way. 
but the way that it happened, it had to have happened. Uh, and yeah, I'm sensing lots of questions off of that. And I think that's a simple statement that means many different things. And so maybe we'll do another podcast around that. Cause I could totally hear people arguing, you know, why did it have to be this way or that way? And how dare you say like th- that had to go that way. And I even feel that way when somebody I love passed away tragically. Um, I still like, th- I don't like the way my friend James passed away. I don't like it. And, and sometimes I don't even want to accept it. Um, and I'll have other mediums bring in more information to comfort me too, because of my belief system that it shouldn't have happened that way. I don't like it. Okay. So I want to tell one more story before I wrap this up. Um, I'm not sure why I'm asking my guides. Why do, why do you want me to tell this story? But maybe it's, it's just to sort of bring this back to even when we're children. Um, so Oh gosh, when was it? Let's just say 2010, roughly. My son was two years old and yeah, my son is a psychic medium. Like I am in terms of full functioning, you know, very, he was very clairvoyant, even as a toddler. (laughs) So he started making these really, and I might've said this in another podcast, but I'm going to wrap it up here too. So he started to do these weird grunts, like weird vocal sounds that a friend of mine Uh, a boyfriend of mine in New York City back in 2000 also made. And so when my baby was doing these funny vocals, and that my friend was a musician, you know, he was in a band, a well-known band, and he is known for these particular vocal sounds. And here my baby, my two-year-old son was doing these sounds. And he was doing it for so long, it probably went on for like three days, and I could not deny the sound my little child was making. And so I Googled my friend's name and he had just passed away. (laughs) I'm giggling because yeah, we broke up and it wasn't a lovely thing. You know, I was, I was only like 20. So, you know, my maturity level wasn't exactly there. And I kind of just like left New York city to get away from him. It was very dramatic. And you know, like, uh, 10 years later, I'm married with kids and my little baby was making these sounds because he was actually in the ghost realm and he was seeking my help and I was not paying any attention. Um, I was not paying any attention, you know, clairvoyantly, I was not seeing what I should have been seeing and, you know, not to get into a long thing, but you know, I just wasn't in the state of mind to be like constantly looking for things like this. And so once my little baby brought it to my attention that he was in our house, I could actually step up and help him cross over, which I was lucky enough to do in, you know, that night. Um, and after I crossed my friend over at that particular house, every time somebody passed away, they would send off our smoke alarms. And so I crossed my friend over, I saw his mom and and dad come in through my front room and they collected him and got him crossed over to the other side. And five minutes later, my smoke alarm went off. So I just wanted to wrap up with the little tale of the baby, the ex-boyfriend in New York, and me just kind of not wanting to see what's right there in front of me. And then having the opportunity to help a friend confirmation with a very, very loud um, smoke alarm. (laughs) So the spirit world is always connecting with us, us, I mean, all of us, not just a few of us, but all of us. And, 
it's our intuition and our clairs that is the language that helps us be there for that moment. All right. All right. Was fantastic connecting with you again. I can't wait to do it again. I'll see you next time. All right. If you're interested in finding out which is the strongest Claire in you, go to my website at katesaintclair.com and take the quiz, which Claire are you? Until next time, remember, it's your birthright to be guided and be great.